Welcome to Kohonoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hey Gwen, how's, how's it been this last week? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. You, uh, you see anything new? No, I've been doing fuck all this last week. I've been like, like I haven't had nothing going on, but I haven't had anything that I get to talk about in the podcast going on, you know? Like I've played some Final Fantasy IV, I guess, but like what's there to say it's Final Fantasy IV? Okay, okay. Uh, I like did some other shit, but it's like I don't know. Like talk, I talked to people some. Yeah. So here's what I did this week. What did you do this week, Gwen? And I'm debating actually talking about it. No, you have to. You 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 led into it now. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not letting you on this one. No, 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 no. I I know. I just want to preface this with like I debated not talking about it. Okay. So I started watching my dress up, darling. Okay. How's that? I like it. All right. That's fine. You know, you seem to be in company with, like, everybody else, really. Okay. Like, everybody else on the planet who watches anime. Right. The, th- the thing about it is that, like, you know how there are some shows where there's, like, tits in them? Yeah, I know the show has tits in it. Okay, okay. You know how there's, like, a subset of those shows where the tits glisten? I'm aware of this. Okay, this is definitely a tits glisten show? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some gifts. I've seen, uh... Okay, um, if you can get past that... The relationship between the two characters is actually really cute. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I was, like, I was, like, wondering if I wanted to check it out because, like, it's got, like, a pretty impressive production behind it, um, and then I didn't because I have barely been watching anything this season, mm-hmm. but I did watch the, like, Umakoshi design-inspired magical girl, uh, thing they put in that show. And that's, that's enough for me, I think. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. None of the rest of the show looks like that, so why bother? Yeah, why bother? Uh, well, the 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 relationship between the two characters is like actually pretty cute that's why you bother oh okay i bought okay well you know it's like you're, you're probably fine if not better off not watching it you know it's just like I, I i just wanted to voice that i was pleasantly surprised yeah i mean sometimes you watch like a romance show and the romance is cute and like that's what you're there for and it's like hey that's pretty good yeah and i mean like ruby mm-hmm. you know me i know you I don't. I don't usually go for the straight stuff. So like, pretty high bar. Your your standards are higher than like. Are you saying your standards are higher than mine, or just the the average? Uh... I mean, just. I mean, just the average. Do you think your standards are lower than mine? They might be. <laughs> okay. I mean, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah, I'm like really racking my brain to think if I like watched anything this week, and I did watch three episodes of Boruto, which is like the one show I could watch that I can't talk about here. <laughs> yeah. Like no joke. When we talked to each other about starting this podcast, I stopped watching Boruto for exactly that reason. I didn't, yeah. I mean, like, maybe I will for, like, if we get close and we're like, okay, shit, we're going to cover Boruto. But, like, mm-hmm. the thing is that, like, Boruto fits into the slot of my anime watching of, like, here's Naruto and I don't have to think about it as much as I do for the podcast. I just put it on and, you know, sometimes the characters do something that makes me go, well, that's kind of questionable in regards to the political situation in uh, this world. But that's okay. I don't have to think about that or talk about that into a microphone right now. Yeah, woohoo! If that's all we really have to talk about before we get going, do you want to just get going? We can get going. Alright, episode 23, Genin Takedown. All nine rookies face off. Team 7 arrives at the testing site for the tuning exams, even Sakura, which is good, according to Kakashi, because you can only sign up for the exam as a full team of three, despite telling them otherwise. The gang is initially put off by all the scary older people to here to take the test, but they're soon approached by Ino, and we're introduced to the six other rookies, Shikamaru, Choji, Ino, Hinata, Kiba, and Shino. They all stand and bicker for a moment before being approached by Kabuto. He tells them to shut the fuck up, this room is full of enemy ninja, and everybody's stressed about the exam. Realizing he's a veteran test taker, the kids ask Kabuto for advice, and he uses this as an excuse to show off his ninja info cards. Ninja info cards. I was trying to remember how to like how the video goes, but I I don't, and that would be like embarrassing to just like start reciting it into the into the podcast. So you've been spared. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Woohoo! Woohoo! God, you you got you got through that summary so smoothly. I'm like not ready to talk yet. <laughs> I know color coding like the cadence part is like really helping me a lot. I was like, yeah, okay. Gwen's talking about summaries. We've been going. We, this is gonna go for like about a minute. I'm like good to just like keep sort of sort of standing here, and then and then and then you're like, oh wait, that's right. This this part ends with ninja info cards, so I have to I have to talk about the anime now. <laughs>
Right, so I, I do like this moment with Kakashi. Um, once uh, once everybody like shows up at the exam room, Kakashi's there. It's like, hey, congratulations! You know, you, you all had to do to do this together to go to go forward. I didn't tell you that because I didn't want you to like be pressuring each other. But uh, so you know, good, good work on that. You know, I like that he's trying to um, you, know, you know create a situation where. Uh, they're allowed to like each come to their own conclusion about that without needing to uh, needing to like feel pressured about like what the other person what the other two people on the team wants. Um, if yeah. ever if you ever uh, need to do the tuning exams together again, I mean that's going to be a bit of a problem. But uh, fortunately, they won't ever need to do the tuning exams together again. Hey, sh- spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I also thought that was really cute. Um, I I did get big like you've solved my secret first test, children. <laughs> As like a little bit of how he was like presenting that information to them, and I think it was kind of funny. I I th- I think I think the f- I think the way that Kakashi talks to children is really funny. Yeah, he's trying. He doesn't. He's not like perfect at it, but he's trying. Yeah, they get into the room. And there's all the all the scary, imposing older kids, and then we we start to get like a proper introduction to the uh, the rest of the rookie nine here. Like they've been scattered throughout the show because uh of the way that the show sort of like backfills uh some of their early appearances from them but um is this the first time any of them show up in the manga this is the first um we there is like they're, they're all they're all in it for like a panel earlier like at the start of this arc where they're like where, where it's just cutting to like various like groups of characters we don't know yet but uh this is like you know where we get properly introduced to them and other names and stuff see so yeah, naruto fucking hates you know shikamaru and joji <laughs> so mean to them <laughs> he's like oh here's these fucking dumbasses even i don't have to respect them i think it's funny that that naruto is like the sort of person who's like yeah i get to be dismissive of some people too everybody's dismissive of me so that goes both ways and then uh and the other team the other team that rookie nine shows up which is you know kiba um shino and hinata and he just has no idea what to make of any of them where he's just like he, he's like he's too annoyed by kiba to realize that they're basically the same guy and uh just, just no idea what Shino's deal is because Shino's like this weird, unapproachable bug kid. And then he looks at Hinata and like, this is like, okay, you know, you know how earlier you're you're like, hey, do you have lower standards for me? And like, this is the recovering Naro Hina shipper in me where I'm like, I look at this bit where Naruto's like, man, Hinata's so weird. I, I don't know what's up with her. She's always so embarrassed around me. I guess she's shy. And I'm like, that's kind of cute. <laughs> it's a little bit cute. I like I like Kiba so much. Kiba's really fun. I like I always forget because he's not in anything at all very much. But like every time he shows up, he's just like a fun guy. He loves his dog. He's a uh... yeah. He has the dog. I will say mm-hmm. I like Kiba a lot less in like Chipuden and beyond because he's not the kid with the puppy. He's the kid with the dog, and that's just totally different. <laughs> totally different vibe. It really isn't the same when there's when like a big dog. I think you're right. you're onto something there. Also, it's fucked up that like. Choji's like, hmm, I, I wonder if that dog would be good to eat. <laughs> really cool way to introduce your fat character, guys. Yeah, not not cool. I do, but like, the, it, it just feels like a level even beyond the thing where he's always eating to be like, wow, that's a, I, like, I, I want to eat this guy's, like, beloved friend pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get that we get the nice little moment, you know, where he's like, where he he stops somebody from stepping on a bug because so you, so you learn that he's the bug guy as opposed to uh, just being the the mysterious guy we don't know anything about. Imagine if the first time we learn that Shino does like bug stuff is in the next episode when he's cheating. I'm like trying to remember if if, if that's in the either if if Shino's bug deal is like still unexplained throughout both of the both of these like but both of the monkholds of these scenes. I don't, I didn't actually take a note of this. I'm not gonna like focus in on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so the, the, the kids are just, just chatting and uh, then we, we meet Kapito and Kapito is like, hey, hey, watch out. There's three identical guys who sta- are standing behind you who look really pissed at you. <laughs> just just three of the same men. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's how they that's how they style their guys over in uh, over in the village in the rain. They make them all the same. Well, you see, it's he came alone, but wanted to sign up for the training exam. So he's just been maintaining water clones this whole time. He's like, oh shit! I needed a squad for this. <laughs> and there's and there's like six other squads who I guess just didn't tell him <laughs> until now. His two squad mates are like homesick right now, and and he just needs to fill in for this one test. Do you think his squad mates are going to be like transformed to look like him for the rest of the, for like the remainder of the exams, just to uh just to help cover? Yeah, yeah. You gotta maintain your cover story. That's uh, you're never gonna be a junior without that. Yeah, I mean, at, at least until at least until it makes sense to go like. Haha, <laughs> we looked different the whole time, right? As as long as you like make it a reveal, then like you're good, right? Mm-hmm. 
Kabuto is like the, the new guy in this room who is like signposting to us that he's a character. We don't get a ton of him here, but he's like talking just enough that... um Yeah, because he's the only one not dressed in like beige and brown. Yeah. Um, I, I like that like Naruto instantly feels a sense of camaraderie. like, oh shit, this guy fails tests too. We can be bros. You can trust a guy who fails his tests. It's it's just the, it's just the real things. You really can. Look, I know we're kind of beating around the bush here. What are we beating around the bush about? There's nothing to talk about in this except for ninja info cards. Yeah, you want to talk about that? I mean, there's some stuff on the ninja info cards. There's like little bits of like... Maybe, well, I guess, what, what do you have to say about the ninja info cards, Gwen? Well, I just want to announce that we officially live in a post-ninja info cards world. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, mark that on your calendars. Why don't more people have these? It seems so convenient. Well, it requires Kapito's chakra, so I feel like that's kind of hard to get. <laughs> Shit. Okay, presumably people can make ones that, work, that like, work off their own chakra? I don't know. I, you know, I, I realize, like, how inconvenient this would be to, like, manufacture at any scale. Everybody just needs to make their own. So, actually, maybe Kapito's just a weirdo for having these. Yeah, he, like... He, like, learned one little trick on how to, like, encrypt something with your chakra, and he uses it on everything, and now it's a pain in the ass to access any information he has. Because, like, Kavito, but, like, you can just, sometimes, you can just write things down. Feels like he's, I, I think the thing that's amazing about this is, like, there's not any information on his ninja info cards that's, like, a big secret, it doesn't seem like. Like, I, I imagine a lot of these, like, mission records for various, uh, the various participants in the training exams are, are like fairly easily accessible or else he would be showing off like a flagrant break of like international protocol by being like yeah here's how many missions these guys from this other village have been on yeah or like if not international protocol at least protocol within the hidden leaf right if if it's like yeah if you do your research you can figure out the mission histories of like people from like other villages and stuff but like hidden leaf ninja don't worry about it right like don't don't become a vector to leak that information dickhead there's probably just information that doesn't matter that much i mean like realistically yeah but like you know and there's, there's a few little things i want to touch on when he's like talking about his ninja info cards and like talking about the, the makeup of the test first of all i like i like notice the various villages that are participating and it's like oh hey there's like a few minor characters that I did I didn't remember came from these villages for like the grass and the waterfall villages, and then there's like oh the the rain village, which is like a big deal later on. I didn't realize it came up so soon. Um, yeah, that's it's. I mean, like it, it is just kind of pretty fun to see all these like little hints of the like little gestures towards a broader world that like will you know maybe not be paid off in a huge way later, but you know it's there's a sense of consistency if you're looking for it in some areas. And that can be fun. Totally. And the other thing is he's talking about how he's like, hey, do you know why? Uh, do, do you know why that the, the tuning exams are like held as a joint thing between villages? Uh, you know, they say it's to uh, to like maintain like camaraderie and good relationships between the villages. But like between you and me, I think that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, to be fair, it does sound a little bit bullshit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, really, they're, they're just like, you just, they, these people just kind of like keep sending people to tuning exams to show that they're still making strong ninja or else like, you're going to look weak and that can be bad for you. You got to like make sure everybody knows you got at least a few strong guys who could like fuck up a whole squad. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's, a, it's a very important layer of uh, ninja diplomacy to, to let people in on like some of the guys with cool tricks that you got. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else are we going to fill out our bingo books? Fucking... <laughs> Sasuke asks Kabuto about Rock Lee and Gara, and we get to see their stats, mission history, and team composition. Though not a whole lot is known about Gara, everyone's impressed by the B-rank mission he went on. We learn about the Hidden Sound Village, Kakashi reflects on his behavior back at the nomination meeting, and Sakura is getting worried about Naruto. But it turns out he's shaking from excitement, not nerves, and yells to address the whole room and introduce himself. The sound guys rush the bunch of leaf rookies, and Kabuto steps between them, narrowly avoiding a punch that somehow shatters his glasses anyway. The scuffle is broken up by the arrival of Ibiki Morino, the proctor for the first exam. Yeah, so while, uh, so the, the, the first thing I talk, want to talk about, uh, while Kabuto is going over information about, uh, Rock Lee and Gara specifically, is that in the manga, um, in, in the, in the, the Viz translation of the manga, they have, uh, they have touched up the ninja info cards a little bit. They've added a, they, they like, for, for, for like, an English audience, they have, um, in place of, like, the symbol at the top of the card, that like that shows like oh if this ninja's from the land of fire to land of wind they've created these terrible fucking logos <laughs> those look bad they're not good what the fuck is going on with the wind one why is the eye like that why is the end like that <laughs> so we should we should talk about these images a little bit sort of describe what's going on for the people that like can't see them or uh-huh. like 
you know, I mean, if you want to see them, make sure to check out our Twitter at Konoha Crush, where we post all of the images uh, underneath the tweets saying that like, hey, we have a new episode out. And then beneath that, we'll reply with all the images that we talked about in the episode. But if you don't want to go do that, Ruby, what the fuck is going on with these images? Um, okay, so there we have the words of fire and wind and they're like fitting inside of a circle. And also all of the like... The letters are just sort of hugging the exterior of the circle so that they're all, like, curved, and they're also all, like, twisting around each other, and, uh, there's all these, like, bizarre little, like, typographical choices, like the R and E in fire, the, like, forward-pointing tail of the R is, like, the middle line of the E, and... The I in wind is, uh, I mean, it's the only, uh, it's, like, the only lowercase letter in, in the word, and it's, like... You've got, you've got the dot up at the top, and then there's, like, the line down, like, that is, like, intertwining with all of the other letters. It's just, like... Yeah, okay, specifically, specifically, all of the letters in the word wind are all really, like, super curved and wavy, and, like, twisting out from, like, a central point at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the circle. Except for the eye, which is straight as an arrow going straight up through the center of the circle, which looks bad. It doesn't look good, you know? If you are, uh, you know, if, if, if you're just listening to this and you haven't, like, bothered looking at these images and you're, like, you're, you're, like, trying to get an idea of what they look like, it probably isn't, it probably isn't worse than what we're looking at here. It's probably, it's probably not worse. Yeah, and so, I, you know, I, I like that, uh, I, I, I feel, I feel like Kabuto is doing, like, a little bit of, like, preemptive booking here when he's talking about Rock Lee and Gara, where he's like, yeah, you know, Rock Lee, he's, like, he seems, he seems pretty normal, you know, he's, like, he's been on a, on a pretty solid amount of missions, he's, he's pretty talented, he's got his, uh, his well-regarded teammates. Meanwhile, Gara, this scary motherfucker over here, he's been on a B-rank mission, which is super weird for getting and he didn't get hurt at all. Yeah, he did. He he came home without getting a fucking single scratch on him. Also, most of his data entries here are question marks because he's so cool and nobody knows anything about him. Which uh, this, this is something I never picked up on before, but I, I do. Th- th- there is something that feels like kind of like a transparent setup for like, oh, he's gonna have a fight later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I hope not. I mean, it'd be cool and all, but you know, then Sasuke won't get to fight him. I'm sure Sasuke would get to fight one of them. You know, whoever won the fight. Yeah, I guess. I guess that makes sense. Just, yeah, maybe like a tournament or whatever. Then. Yeah. Uh, then Sasuke won't get to fight both of them. I'm sure he'll live. I'm sure it won't have any effects on him. Yeah, and, and, and Kabuto is like he, he's talking a little bit about a little more, more information. He talks about the Sound Village. And he's like, yeah, it's just some small village. I don't really know anything about it. Uh, it like pisses the the sound tree off really badly. I also, which, like, I I don't know, so I don't know how much Kabuto actually knows about these guys, and how much he's actually trying, like, he's actually just being shitty to them, uh, or if, if it's just, like, a, if it's just by accident, because I feel like, um, you know, Kabuto is a guy who is in the position to know more about this. What? No way. Like, Kabuto definitely, like, like, we're, <laughs> you know, Kabuto is, like, a guy who knows more about the hidden sound that he's letting on here. So spoilers. But, but like, I'm wondering if he, if he knows these guys specifically and is like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, like, dunk on him a little bit. Or if he's, uh, or, or if he just happened to say some shit to, like, hide the fact that, it, you know, cover up the fact that he knows anything. Uh, and it just happens to, like, get these guys really mad. Um, but, like, it really gets under their skin because when Naruto makes an enemy out of everybody in the room, like, the sound trio still seems like they're mostly pissed about Kabuto. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone else is like... What the fuck is up with this kid? Why is he yelling about how he's going to beat all of us? There's this line where Ninja's like, Hey, Rock Lee, maybe you should have bullied him more. <laughs> Which is really funny. But the Zaudri are just like, I can't fucking believe this guy. I said our village was tiny and bullshit. We'll fucking show him. Um, I, I really feel, you know, I, I feel like, uh, I really feel like I, I needed to like come up to them and say something like, Hey, you guys, this isn't, this isn't how you do it. You're like really, you're like really setting yourself up to be like chumped out midway through the arc. You can't, uh, you can't rise to every provocation like that. So you, you, you can't be the cool, mysterious guys. If you're just gonna like start a fight in the exam room, it's not going to go well for you, but they really just fucking go for it. They really just fucking go for it. They like that stupid idiot motherfucker reveals his whole thing before it's even like an opportunity to take anybody out. Everybody in the room is seeing this. Every fucking person who's like, <laughs> every person who's taking this test now knows your deal. You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up really bad. Like, maybe they don't know exactly what your deal is, but they're like, okay, he's got some shit. And like, you know, maybe I can make some inferences. Maybe I can like... Yeah, I mean, they, they probably don't fucking like know for sure how it works or whatever, but like everybody in the room can see like, oh yeah, that kid can hit you with something even if he misses the punch. I'll keep that in mind. 
Mm-hmm. But it's also just like, I mean, like you're really like, you maybe had an opportunity to be like some, some secret antagonist here. I mean, you didn't because that's not how stories work, but like they, they, they really just fucking, they really fucking set themselves up to be the chumps here. I do, I, I do, I do want to post this, uh, this, this panel from the manga, like this this bit of a panel from the manga where like the soundtrack of like rushed up to like stand there all omin- all ominously after um after Dosu like like hurts Kabuto um because we have we have this image of uh, Zaku who's like standing there looking all smug and like he's got this menacing aura drawn around him then also we have the translator that Poisu was just like oh and by the way his shirt says death on it <laughs> which is really <laughs> fucking funny to me. Oh, uh, speaking of these guys, uh, I have a question. What's that? Cow print or two-tone camo? Hmm. Um, let me, let me get a look at, uh... Because I feel like it's supposed to be, like, a two-tone camo thing, but it looks an awful lot like cow print. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's just, like, a stylistic choice. They like, they like cows. <laughs> For the cow team. Alright, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love cows. What's, um, what's the name of the mummy gentleman? The bandaged one? Dosu? Yeah. I don't like the way he's looking at me in this panel. It's fine. He's trying to intimidate you. Are you intimidated? Oddly enough, I'm more intimidated now that I've, like, interpreted it as, like, cow print that he's a big fan of cows. Like, he's not hiding. He just wants you to know. He thinks cows are cool and he's gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, now that I've, like, added those things together in my head, like, now it's a little bit intimidating. Yeah. Maybe they were right to go with cow print. Yeah, I mean, there's... See, that's the thing, right? We we Like, we don't know shit about the, 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 the sound village. And so we're, like, really caught off guard by their techniques and their their style maybe we were wrong to discount them maybe maybe they're really they're really getting they're really like winning me over here yeah i need to stop looking at this picture okay yeah i don't i actually have a ton more to say about this episode you know ibiki shows up yeah ibiki shows up we'll get we'll get more stuff on him later mm-hmm. you ready to just uh go ahead and move on yeah episode 24 start your engines the tuning exam begins it's a written test and naruto is concerned Ibiki lays out the rules that basically amount to don't get caught cheating, and if anybody in your team gets a zero, you all fail. So Sakura is real worried about Naruto. Sakura is also the only one in Team 7 that has any real idea how to solve any of the problems on the test. Sasuke figures that more so about knowing the material, this test is about gathering information covertly. Yeah, I... So I was like pretty excited to talk about this episode because in my mind it's like kind of one of the classic episodes of Naruto and like not necessarily because of any production stuff like it's a very like standard kind of unremarkable episode you can kind of see the seams of it if you look too hard there's all sorts of scenes where like you can see that Ibiki's scar is like overlaid over his face as a single thing and like doesn't move at all when he's talking even though it like goes over his mouth it's not like the you know most impressive thing in the world but also I've talked to so many people who only sort of know Naruto and also remember this specific episode very clearly. Yeah, this is also one of the ones that I remembered very clearly. Like, I feel like it's really all on the strength of this setup. It's just cool. It's just cool. Like, it's, it's, it, it, it is just cool. Um, before we get into, like, the test two specifically, um, I, I, I'll talk about the, the bit at the start where, uh, Ibiki shows up. He's like, "Hey, don't, don't, uh, d- d- you know, don't, 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 don't hurt anybody here in this exam room. And like, even at the parts of the exam where you get to fight, don't kill anybody." And Dosu's just like, "Oh, I see. This is a test for fucking babies, then." Might be Zaki who says that. I don't remember. I don't need to remember which of them says which thing. But no, just one of the fucking jobbers. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I can't. Fine, I guess this is a test for fucking idiots who don't kill. But also, this test could be so easy for me because I don't kill every day of my life. So this is just another day not killing. Don't kill. Easy. Done. Done. I was about to kill a little bit easier. I'm about to not kill even easier. It's it's kind of amazing how they're just fucking like they're just just pugs. They're just starting shit. <laughs> Don't kill. Haha. <laughs> Easy. What would be hard is if you made me kill everybody. But also, I do it. <laughs> yeah, but I do it. But yeah. So the but yeah the, the test. So again, like it is. It, it's just like a really strong setup, right? Like the uh, the way it works is like I feel like you know you, if if you're paying attention, you're watching this when you're a kid. It shows up on TV. It's like oh, you you can start to like piece together what's going on with it as uh as as the characters do. You know, like you can you can start to realize like oh wait yeah these rules don't make much sense unless you had to cheat and and it, and it like immediately provides a lot of opportunities for characters to use their powers in interesting ways. Like it gives a bunch of characters the opportunity to like show off what their deal is for the first time outside of a combat setting um yeah it's so cool it's it's just like an excellent like way to like, like showcase for a bunch of characterful little moments that are that that you can you can just like cr- like cram together very neatly and without it feeling like particularly like rushed or forced and like i think i think you know th- th- this episode of the anime has a bunch of like smart little decisions about like reordering it and like tightening it up adding a few extra details you know giving a few characters a bit of an extra like moment to show off i like it like i i think it is like 
it is just some strong material presented concisely and that is enough to really like elevate this episode to a level that like really stands out in people's mind even if it's not the flashiest thing in the world yeah yeah it's really neat uh we'll get into more specifics a little bit later once you get into the part of the test where everyone's actually doing the cheating Mm -hmm. uh yeah uh so before then though sakura can just solve this shit Sakura just knows how to answer the questions. Yeah, Sakura is like a fucking genius, I guess, because no, because like I mean, we kind of to Sasuke, who everybody's like, yeah, you're just like the cool, smart, tough kid in, the, in our graduating class. He's like, I can't answer a single one of these, man. But Sakura's like, yeah, okay, I just gotta buckle down, I gotta do it, and like she's even like, oh man, I bet nobody else except for me knows how to answer these. <laughs> right. It's so frustrating, right? Because like the start of the like the start of this arc is her being like, Oh, I, I can't measure up to everybody else. I can't I can't fight like they can. And then she like comes into this test and she can just like like she like she can just do all this shit that nobody else can like a lot of this like we don't get to see what all the questions are, but the ones we do get are like, hey, crack this code, uh or like, hey, given this like bit of information, like write up an analysis of uh what you can assume about the range of an enemy's attacks and um it's like this seems like very practical stuff to know this seems like it would be like a cool thing to base a character on you know maybe like this is still this would still be a sort of sidelining but it could be really fun if she sort of grew from this and uh you know became a person who could offer a lot of like analytical support and like strategical support um who could uh use her apparent like extreme wealth of knowledge and ability to apply that to solve problems in interesting ways um it feels like there's just such a slam dunk for what you could do with this character when you're setting her up to be like, oh, I don't know how to fight, but she knows how to do this other shit, but it never comes up. <laughs> but it never fucking comes up. It's so frustrating. It's really, it's really frustrating. It's just, do you ever just look at a man and say, hmm, I wish you knew how to write women. <laughs> I wish it, I wish you cared at all about writing women. <laughs> I wish you cared at all all about fucking anything i wish the the editors at the magazine you worked for were like hey maybe you should put a girl who does anything in this yeah because it's it is not like oh here's like a character who has to approach situations strategically and not with like cool combat tricks would go over poorly with the naruto audience there's a character who does that and he's very popular yeah <sighs> okay do, do, do you want to just like move on to the next segment yeah, yeah, sure. We see everyone using their own little techniques to cheat, and Hanada offers to show Naruto her answers. When he leans over for a peek, a kunai flies past his head, pinning another student's paper to the table. The sentinel who threw it lets him know that he's been caught cheating five times. His team is disqualified. More and more people get eliminated, and Naruto resolves himself not to cheat. We see more people cheat, and Ibiki notes how common collected Gar is being. Then, Kankuro heads to the restroom with his puppet. Yeah, I think so. I think one of one of the smartest things that this episode does when it's like reordering the material to make it like all fit into the episode a little better is um it makes it so that uh in the manga like Hinata offering Nar- offering to help Naruto cheat is like a separate beat from the guy like get, getting disqualified by having like a, a kunai thrown on his paper. And I, I think it just like it makes the the it makes both of those moments feel very much more immediate when like they connect to each other so directly and happen in the middle of each other. Like when Naruto is like considering if he should cheat, if uh if he like immediately sees the threat and then like has to consider if he wants to like run the risk of like both him and Hinata like suffering consequences from that, I think it like makes it flow much better. Yeah. And also, yeah, everybody's fucking cheating on this test and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's like it's really the sort of thing where you can immediately say like, oh damn, some people just have this way fucking easier than others. Like if you can speak dog, nobody can prove that your dog is telling you the answers because they can't speak dog. <laughs> cheating by his dog just akamaro just sitting on his head looking at other tests and just making dog sounds at him that are the answers it's like sorry examiner can you prove that my dog can read i don't think you can do that actually one of these sentinels is from your clan and he was assigned to specifically keep an eye on you to make sure that akamaro didn't tell you the answers haha you lose Well, clearly that doesn't happen, because he gets through fucking scot-free. Yeah, Uh, I I, I think actually that's probably, like, outside the spirit of the Sentinel's job. I think think the Sentinels are allowed to give judgment on what they count as cheating and not. Like, if they they catch something, but they're like, haha, actually, that's pretty slick. I'm gonna let that slide. I think they're... Or, or like, if they, you know, if you you catch something, like, once, or it's like, you know, uh, you know, in a way where it's like, yeah, you know, if that happens one time, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it, so I'll... I mean, that's that's, that's the rules, right? So I don't know why I said that. Um, What was I actually trying to say? 
But it's definitely like, yeah, there's like, if you like see something like, that's kind of suspicious, but I don't know exactly what's happening. And, uh, you know, I can't prove anything's happening. So I'll, 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 that's, that's good enough. That's a, that's a passing grade. Yeah. Um, I say this because, how do I want to say this? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really easy to notice a series of mirrors struck up from the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah, but do you know whose mirrors those are? I suppose, right? Like you know, if, if if those threads are like uh are like hard hard enough to see, and that and that is, those mirrors are like angling in a way you can't quite like calculate, you know, that's uh, I mean, other people like you you don't know who could be tweeting about that, and you can't just be like dinging people left and right for that. So you just kind of gotta go, okay, sure, that's that's good enough. <laughs> Similar people got it pretty easy. Uh, Shino, who can just have a bug tell him shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a bug is way more covert than a dog. Um, everybody who's got eyes, like, 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 just let them see shit. Like, Sasuke fucking got it. Neji and Hinata, they fucking got it. Oh, yeah. The, you know, I, I was I was being pretty harsh with the sound trio, but apparently they could just, like, discern what's being written by, like, hearing the, the, the like, pencil strokes. That's pretty fucking sick. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how they heard uh, Kabuto talking about them. <laughs> They're not just... Uh... Like, like they, they, they didn't, they didn't even hear him specifically say anything. They, and they were reacting to what you said. They heard him like applying his, his chakra to those cards earlier when he was making them, and they're like, "Oh, this motherfucker!" <laughs> here, that we're chumps on there. You didn't even show off our cards, but here, that we were chumps. I have a question. I have a question. What's your question? When did when did Tenten set up the mirrors? I don't know. Do you think she like knows that there's often a written test at the start? It's like, yeah, if they put you in a room, that's probably a written test. So like maybe set some shit up. Or do you think there's that like I, I don't know when exactly she got that set up. I'm not like too worried about it. But... Because because they they also had random se- random seating. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's just got like she got like a mirror array that you could attach to a light fixture, like, sealed away, and she just, like, she just, like, launches it up sneakily at some point. Like, what's, uh... Yeah, she just waits for everybody in the room to blink at the same time, and then... <laughs> Tenten could be capable of anything. We just don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Uh, I also had a question for you that, that, I, th- that I think would be kind of, like, a fun thought experiment. hmm Given Naruto's skill set right now... Uh-huh. How do you think he would be able to cheat effectively? Because I, okay. I have an idea. I had a few ideas also. Give me your idea. I was also thinking about this, so... Okay. What he does is he gets... Because the room has, like, big windows on it, right? Mm-hmm. He gets, like, five shadow clones to go outside uh-huh. with, like, binoculars and stuff mm-hmm. to, like, read other people's tests. Yeah. And then once once a shadow clone has, like, memorized a couple answers, poofs himself, main Naruto gains that information and can uh, can write down the answers. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of my ideas were kind of along the same route. Like, you kind of have to go with Shadow Clones because this Naruto was one trick. I think there's various options you have. However, there is a problem with that, which is that Naruto does not learn that he gains the information a Shadow Clone knows for two years. Right. He doesn't learn that until two years later. He just never thinks about it. It's clearly happening, but he's just like, yeah, that's normal. I don't really think there's any applications of this. So he wouldn't have done that. But I, I do think there's all sorts of, like, there's all sorts of Shadow Clone tricks, you know? Yeah, he could, uh, he could go to the bathroom twice. Wait, no, no, hold on. What do you mean by that? Okay, he goes to the bathroom. Okay. Makes a shadow clone, clone, mm-hmm. slips away, goes outside, binoculars. Uh, okay. Made Naruto now with the shadow clone inside pretending to like, ooh, I'm taking the test, uh. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like, it's just like a little, a much more like inconvenient way of doing that. That could be pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, ooh, no, my tummy is really acting up. Can I go to the bathroom again? Yeah, and like, that could be, that could be helpful. See, that would have been helpful for, uh, for Konkuro, because he doesn't know what happens when somebody has to go to the bathroom. He's just guessing. Mm-hmm. Really funny, really funny. Uh-huh. If Konkuro's like, can I go to the bathroom? It's like, you're in here for an hour, hold it. Uh-huh. Because, because... I mean, like, presumably, when you're like the, the proctor, you're like, all right, let's see where this is going. <laughs> Actually, I also wanted to talk about Conqueror. I wanted to talk about, like, hey, how many points would we be docking Conqueror if we're the examiners here? <laughs> because like... when it, it's gonna be some. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Because realistically speaking, he's like, ah, oh, they don't know that I snuck a guy into, into the examiners. They probably know. <laughs> they definitely know. They've definitely docked points for that. Like, they don't They don't know whose that is, you know, if, if, if that's just sitting there and it's like, remotely feeding the answers to somebody somehow then sure but if you get up and you like go out of the room um with it then like, everybody knows everybody knows at that point you're getting docs two points for that at least i i would even justify four points mm-hmm. just just for like 
Yeah, okay, obviously there's a puppet there. That's that's a floating That's that is that is two points if we find out who did who did that before yeah. before the test the test is resolved. And then another two points if you make it really obvious. <laughs> yeah, if you're like, Can I go pee? And then the puppet is immediately like, Yeah, I'll take you. And then like another two points like this is getting to the next episode a little bit, but then another two points out of spite when he shows up like just to just like barely in time for the last question. Like it's not gonna matter by that point but like <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean because like they don't actually grade the tests mm-hmm. uh, i also i also like uh just sort of going through the, the the broader discussion of like cheating techniques i like that gara's just making like weird sand eyes that he can see out of that's fucking sick that's cool as hell i also like ibiki looking at him like that kid's just like sitting there he's like not flinching at all he's up to some shit i don't know what it is but i bet it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> i feel like I feel like Gara should have cheated for his team. I I feel like Gara could have fed him the answers via like sand on paper. Yeah, like sand on paper. Or like maybe he like maybe he's like he's like sent an eye over to their tests and he's like looking down and he's like using the sand to move their pen while it's in their hand. And it's, uh, I mean that's pretty. That's really overcomplicating things actually. Now that I think about it. Um. But but I feel like I want to say. That, like, Gara was ready to do that, and then Kankuro was like, no. Nah, man. Check this out. These guys are fucking idiots. They're not gonna know if my puppet's in here. Gara's like, I don't, I don't know, man. They might. They might know. He's like, nah, man. Check. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna... Has your big brother ever let you down? He's like, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has. Well, like, I guess, uh, doubling it back a bit. So, I, I've been... I've been trying to pay attention because the arc starts off with like so much attention drawn to like, oh, team seven has bad teamwork. Is this going to come up in the arc? And it sort of does here because while you see lots of other people like doing stuff to uh, get the answers to their team, you know, like there's 1010 with the mirrors giving the answers to Rock Lee, you know, is like using her mind transfer to like get the answers to her teammates. Um, and Sasuke and Sakura are just like, damn, hope he figures it out. I'm going to do my shit though. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the kid out to dry. Oh my god. Because, like, I, I, I do have a question. Like, say somebody g- gives you the information for, like, a full completed test. Mm-hmm. Is that considered one instance of cheating? Like, I, I guess, like, you see information being passed hands once, and then they just, like, write all the answers down. I think that's just one instance of cheating, right? Yeah, right. So, so whoever got eliminated for cheating is a fucking dumbass. I mean, presumably, like, they, they, a lot of people like try, needed to gather the answers piecemeal, right? Like, you know, maybe they're like, maybe, maybe they're like, or you know, they're, they're like getting caught while they're trying to find the people who have the answers. I, I feel like there's there's reasons that um there, there's reasons that 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 you you might get expelled, like even if you have like a good cheating, or, or you might get like you might get failed even if you have a good cheating plan. That could be as simple as like, oh, I can't remember all of the answers to this test all at once. Yeah, I mean, like, that's fine. But, like, my thing is, okay, let's say, let's say you have someone in your team, like, uh, like a Sasuke or, like, a Sakura, who just get all the answers right, anyway. Mm-hmm. If they write it all down, mm-hmm. ball up a piece of paper, throw it at the back of Naruto's head, and Naruto picks it up, that's one instance of cheating, you're fine. Well, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, hold on. I feel like if he gets a piece of paper thrown to him, and he just pull that piece of paper out, and he is reading it, obviously, and copying <laughs> answers, that is a lot of instances of cheating. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what do you what do you count? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know exactly what they would have done, but they don't even think about it. <laughs> like, neither of them even are, are have any thought of them. Like, oh, I hope Naruto figures out that he needs to cheat. Oh, I hope Naruto uh, doesn't cheat too obviously. Not my business. God. But, like, it is their business because they failed too. <laughs> God, okay. Are you, are you ready to move on? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'm good to move on. Episode 25. The 10th question. All... Or nothing. Ibiki introduces the rules for the 10th question when Kankuro returns. And we learn from Asuma, Kakashi, and Kurenai that Ibiki is the Hidden Leaf's big psychological torture guy. Ibiki tells the class that anyone who fails the 10th question will be eliminated and banned from taking the tuning exam ever again. And if anybody wants to back out, now's their chance. People start dropping out, and Sakura wants Naruto to as well. But if Naruto's too proud to give up, she'll do it for him. She begins to lift her hand when Naruto shoots up. I think the 10th question as like a little challenge setup is like a little less tight, like a little less tight, a little less clever than the previous one. Um, like it, like it serves the narrative function of allowing Naruto to get through, mm-hmm. but like, I think, like, I, like, I, I'm going to acknowledge that like it serves its role, but I do, I do think it's a little clumsier. And I think that, you know, like it, it, it doesn't offer as much for like, I mean, like it, 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 it just has less to offer for like the, the scene. 
than than the rest of the uh, the test does because like it's it, I mean it is like it's like the pretty like a pretty like tightly constructed like yeah okay here's the metaphor you know you're 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 really having to put it on the line if you're going on like a real dangerous mission and uh, you know you gotta be able to trust you gotta be able to like be willing to risk yourself and also trust your teammates or whatever right mm-hmm. and so that is fine but it's definitely like I mean like it, it doesn't really get the uh, it, de- it doesn't really get the thoughts rolling the same way the pre- the, the previous part of the test does. Yeah. Like, I kind of just have less to say about it than I did in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Can I say something about, like, Kakashi's little hangout? Yeah, sure. Kurenai is so pretty. I love Kurenai so much. Kurenai, you know she doesn't have, like, a special eye to Her eyes are just like that. I know. <laughs> okay, you also know this. I've, I've always... That's pretty cool. I've always really liked her. Ever since, ever since I saw this... Ever since I, ever since I saw this show as a child, I was just like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> That's respectable, I think. Yeah. Um, also, a thing about Kura Knight that I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really got any of it in this scene, but like her whole deal about being like big, like tactical thinker, like Genjutsu lady. Mm-hmm. Evil. Uh, I think it's evil and malicious that Kakashi doesn't introduce Sakura to her. Yeah. To be like, hey, you guys got like kind of a similar thing going on. You should. Yeah. Like we need, we need to, we need to make the, uh, we need to make the the teams perfectly balanced between. The, the worst student in the class and the, the, the coolest student in the class and the one with best grades in the class with no uh, regards for her, for what would be best for the development of so Sakura is with some guy who's like just poorly suited to what she needs even though there is evidently somebody who's just good for it. I'm like, I'm so bitter. <laughs> uh, I hadn't really thought about that before but yeah, I, I, I can see how uh... Like, I, I understand that that's like an unrealistic thing to be able to sort every single child to like a, to a Jonin that is like fit to train them necessarily, but like mm-hmm. Still, they could at least they could at least like you know Kakashi could have at least open communications there, right? Like I feel like I I know I said it before, but I feel like that is like part of the like Jonin's like implied responsibility is like networking and connecting children with like mentor figures that like fit their strengths in a way that like you know a a, a young shinobi going about their own way like wouldn't necessarily have access to like I I feel like that is like a much stronger like setup for the situation with the like you know Jonin leader guys right like. Mm-hmm. That 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 feels like the cool and obvious thing for them to be doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, it doesn't come down to like, oh, I can't believe Kashi isn't doing his job well. It's like, oh, I can't believe Masashi Kishimoto didn't think about anything for Sakura to do ever. <laughs> y- yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing, I, I was like, kind of like stretching for stuff to to like think of to talk about here that I, that, I, that I latch onto, and this is also just sort of my grim impulse. Is that one of the teams that um that that, that one of the teams that like leaves during the tenth question? I, the, the, you, you learn that two names are Genai and Inaho, and I was like, oh, I wonder if these characters ever show up again. And I checked, and they do, so now I'm on the watch for, like, are there any Naruto characters who, like, get show up and get mentioned once, and that's just it for them? Is Are we ever going to find those guys? Oh my god. I'll probably forget that I'm doing this at some point, rather than, like, carrying it through the whole podcast, but that's what I'm thinking about right now. Okay. I, I hope you keep up with it. I hope we find out. Okay. We need to find, like, the most rando. <laughs> we need to find the most rando named character. Yeah. God. Okay. I- I'm thinking about it, too, so, like, I'll try and I'll I'll try and pick up some of it, too. Like, I don't think these characters come back in, like, a big way. They're, like, in, uh, like, anime original Ark and Jibuden, but... Yeah, right, 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 like... But, you know, they, they come back, just like, just like Zori and Raji. Yeah. <laughs> so we need, we need to find the guys that nobody brought back. Yeah, we need to find the guys that nobody brought back. Because, like, you you know when they're doing, like, the anime-only stuff, they're, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel, like, all right, what's a name that's been said once? There's like, a big list of guys that, has a, that, like, aren't up to anything right now, so we can just kind of... Yeah, we, we need to find the one that just, like, so, like everybody missed. And then he's the fucking main villain of a fucking Boruto movie. Alright, there's only one Boruto movie. I know they're not gonna do anything but, like, a fucking guy from space for that. Yeah, I mean, like, so far. Maybe he was secretly a guy from space the whole time. Shit. Right? You know, and then it ties back and we're like, oh, this shit's, like, deeper than we thought. This is going back all, all the way back then. Also, please, nobody write in to correct me about about how much the Otsuzukis are guys from space. I'm being flippant. I don't want anybody to, to try and correct me about my Naruto lore. If you become a Jonin on our Patreon... You can tell me I'm wrong about Naruto. Yeah. If, if I'm wrong about Naruto staff, you can tell me anytime. I, I want to be, I want to be, you know, I want to be certain about that. I want to be like, you know, if I, if I say something wrong, I want an opportunity to correct myself on that. But um, about Naruto lore, fuck off unless you're paying us. Yeah. I mean, not actually. You know, if, I, if I'm saying something that's like blatantly wrong or like bringing me to some really like off base conclusions, like, sure, talk to me about that. But like, if I'm like, if I jokingly call some guys, some, like, say somebody's a guy from space and that's like not technically true, 
Just uh, don't don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everybody knows you're cool and smart already. Naruto slams his hand back on the table and declares that he's not giving up, and that his goal is to become the Hokage. This act inspires the rest of the test takers to remain. Ibiki declares everyone still seated has passed the first exam. Ibiki explains the purpose of the test and the importance of proper information gathering while showing off his tortured head. Anko, the next proctor, flies into the window and pins a big sign to the floor and ceiling in front of a frustrated Ibiki. Shocked at the number of students left, she declares that more than half will be eliminated in her test. Later, Ibiki is collecting the written test and has a chuckle about passing Naruto, who left his whole fucking paper blank. Yeah, so something that comes up when, like, Sakura is worrying about Naruto and then also when Naruto is, like, doing his whole thing where he's, like, yelling at Ibiki. He's like, no, I'm not giving up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this test. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take this question head on. I don't care if I become a Genin for the rest of my life. I'll become Hokage anyway. I think it's very funny that that's true. Not for this reason, but, like... <laughs> Naruto is a Genin for his entire life until he is the president. <laughs> it's really good. And I think this is like a very fun, like, I'm not, I, like, I'm not going to uh, like pretend this is planned, but I do think it's like a very funny thing to have like be something that carries through and winds up becoming true. Like, like even if it was like Masashi Kishimoto going like, oh, this is going to be the case. I think it is. I think it's fun. It's like, it's very cute to like follow through on this. Yeah, because like a- after the tuning exams, Naruto just get it- gets into like, okay, like serious shit's going on. So they never go back and like take tests. Uh-huh. So yeah, though I bet there is, I wonder if there's any precedent to like making somebody like a Jonin before. I wonder. I, f- I feel like you got, you got to pass the, like I feel like you, you got to follow the protocols here, right? Like, like even if those promotions like wind up happening really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, we'll give you like a burner squad. Because both of your squad mates, like, you know, are off doing their own things now because you're, like, actually really capable ninja who are capable of, like, going and doing things alone. Uh, or or do you just get to that point and you're just, like, totally outside of the ring structure in a way that, like, you're, you're, you're a genin still, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I also, like, I don't remember how, like, jonin production works. I don't think there's, like, a test for that. I, I don't actually know. I, I'm, I could be wrong there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure it's just like, if you're a Chunin and you're like, especially tough and cool, they're just like, all right, promoted. You're a Jonin now. Okay. Yeah. Because if you've got like a Genin running around and you're like, oh, I bet that guy can become a Jonin, you probably just let him take the Chunin exams and you probably let him through. Like, even if you're sort of like angling to let him become a Chunin after that, he probably earns it if he's got like Jonin qualifications. So, yeah, you know, and also like tuning and joining qualifications are more than like how cool and tough you are in a fight. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think Naruto is ever, (laughs) I don't think Naruto ever quite gets past the cool and tough in a fight. Uh, That's, I I think that's kind of like, I guess a little, a little reductive of our our good friend Naruto and all he, all he achieves. Are you, are you, are you saying that like grown adult Naruto? Okay. Grown adult Naruto. (laughs) Like, okay. okay, like, Naruto as Hokage, like, okay, I think... Like a 30-year-old Naruto failing the tuning exams again? <laughs> no, I think I think Naruto definitely could pass the tuning exams. I, I don't think he would be, like, an appropriate choice to to become a Jonin until, like, the show is over. Okay. Even though he's, like, the coolest, most strongest guy, mm-hmm. right? I guess I can go along with that, right? Because there's all sorts of shit he doesn't really know because he's just in the position of being a guy who's going into fights. Yeah. But I, I I do like that Naruto is just like, like, he just starts yelling at Ibiki here. He's just like, <laughs> like, he has, he has taken the phrasing of the question very personally and is going to refute it on very personal terms. And there's no rule that says he can't do that, I guess. Like, he's not getting docked. This isn't cheating. So, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. go for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And like, it, it definitely is like, yeah, here's, here's Naruto's big win. He can't like answer the questions, but like, ah, uh, you get, you get this, this sweet scene. Everybody, everybody just kind of be like, yeah, sure. Well, I, I'm not going to back out after that. Like it's, uh, you know, if, if you're going to set up like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe this kind of dumb kid could be a great leader one day. Then, you know, you have him inspire a classroom full of various weirdos. I like that after he does this big speech, it's just sort of like cutting around to various people and you get like shots of both like significant characters and also complete randos who are like, yeah, I can, I can do this. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> if you could just like, yeah, okay. Well, I guess nobody's backing out for that. So congratulations, everybody. <laughs> I was going to like try and keep freaking you out for a while, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we still got like five minutes left, but uh, you're all sit- you're all sitting pretty steady. I guess I could just give you like a speech. I could explain what this test was about. Like you probably figured it out if you're still here, but uh, <laughs> I can show you my fucked up scars. I, 
We were, we were circling back around to what we talked about in like the second episode of this podcast about how scary car crash videos are like an important tenet of ninja education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe you can just be like, here's how fucked up my head is. It's got like drill holes in it and shit. He has the most tortured head. He has the most tortured head. <laughs> There's a bit in the manga that I'm really sad got cut for time here where uh, Dosu is looking at him and he's like, cool. <laughs> But his heads are even more fucked up. Never gonna happen to me, though. God. Just amazing. Just an incredible beat for this pathetic sicko kid who doesn't matter. He just thinks it's awesome that he saw this guy's fucked up head. Can we... Can we talk about... Can we talk about Anko? Oh, I would love to talk about Anko. What do you have to say about Anko? So, like, are her tits just out? Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Right, because, like, we, we, we decided, episode one, that, like, mm-hmm. you could see Shikamaru's, like, belly button through the ninja mesh. Yeah. And, like, you, you, you can see through the ninja mesh, like, de- definition on her body that, like, would not be there if it was an opaque fabric. Yeah, so maybe her tits are just out, you know? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> it's it's fine. The, 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 the age rating of Naruto will prevent us from ever knowing for certain. I, 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 you, t- you talked about uh, about Kura and I being a character that when you were younger watching the show, you're like, oh, wow, she's pretty. Me, uh, when I was watching the show when I was younger, this is like probably a pretty basic choice, but it kind of go like, Wow, Anko. <laughs> yeah. Like I just kind of have like a weakness for when a character is like a rowdy dumbass. Like I like I like the shonen protagonist type. What can I say? And she's just kinda she's kinda got that energy in it. It's fun when a girl has that energy. So you, so you like it, huh? I mean, yeah, what are you what are you getting at here? No, I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna be like that, you could have told me sooner. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know you have to drop it on me in the middle of a fucking podcast, Ruby. Fucking inconsiderate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've, I've, my my train of thought has been derailed here. Yes, I, I like that. Anko, I like that when Anko bursts through the wall, she has like a big banner with her name on it behind her. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. It's like here's why I'm cool as fuck. I'm gonna like half you kids are gonna get fucked up. I'm taking you to the forest of death. Watch out. She's great. She's just really fun. I think I think there's like actually a little bit. There's, there's like gonna be more to her later in this arc that I'm like pretty interested in talking about because I found it really compelling the last time I was here, even if it's not something that gets expanded on a bunch. So I'm, I'm excited to talk more about Anko. Awesome. Me too. Is 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 that all you wanted to talk about? That's, I think that's about it. Um, I do, like, I guess there's, like, when Ibiki is, like, explaining the test, it just kind of, like, uh, from there it goes on to being, like, a feel-good speech about being ready to die for your country, which is, like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of a weird vibe, but I guess that's what you get in child soldier school. Yeah. He's like, look, guys, you might die out there, but if you think about it, isn't it awesome that you're willing to? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it's so convenient for them to think so. I mean, I guess maybe that's the other like the the, the other upside to having like the, the psychological like torture and manipulation guy being your test is that he he can get kids really pumped up in a way that'll fuck them up good. Yeah, he's gonna make those kids good and disposable. Oh boy, uh, it's not wrong. Okay, Rivi, what are what are we watching next week? Okay, so because episode twenty six is uh like largely just like a kind of like a recap sort of thing. We will be watching that and also the three episodes after it. And then we should be good to watch uh, just three episodes every week for the rest of the arc from there. But next week we are watching episodes 26 through 29 of Naruto. Awesome. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, real quick, I just want to shout out uh, our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Konoha Crush, all one word. Helping us pay for podcast hosting would like be really appreciated. And uh, you get some nice little bonuses. So, you know, win-win. Thanks for hanging out. Later, and, you know, remember, there's no such thing as filler.